Holiday Let Success, episode number seven. The definitive guide to holiday let success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holiday Let Success. It's great to have you here listening in with me. Any moment now, I'm going to go over to an interview I recorded with Francis Warman. Francis is a mortgage broker and he is here to discuss with us today the different options that you have for financing that holiday let and the importance of running that holiday let as a business and using the time that it takes to go through the application process to research and really, really drill down to find out exactly how it is and plan how you're going to run that holiday home. So I hope you enjoy listening in. We'll bob over there now. I will speak to you at the end. Thanks for listening. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Francis Warman of New Mortgage Solutions to the Holiday Let Success podcast today. Francis is a London-based mortgage broker. They're perfectly positioned to search a comprehensive list of trusted finance providers who are able to offer the best solution for financing a holiday home purchase. So we'll learn a little bit more about that now. How are you, Francis? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very well. Very well indeed. Good. Well, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro? Tell us about yourself and your business, how long you've been going and what you do. Okay. Um, I've now been in the mortgage, mortgage industry for about 25 years, which is probably sad but true. And uh, I'm sure that doesn't mean I know everything there is to know about mortgages, but it, uh, it means we've done a few. We're based here on the Kent London borders. And our business, as the name may suggest, is predominantly mortgages and everything based around mortgages. So protection and uh, everything that can make sure that you can move into your home, grab your home as quickly as possible and keep it on the longer term. So, yeah, that's what we do. And uh, it's very much a case of a business that based very much on, on referrals, existing clients. Excellent. So if you've got a good base of existing clients and it's all working on referrals, we know you're doing something right. Hopefully, that's right. So what options do people have, who are, people who are looking for a second home, specifically one that they are thinking of letting as a holiday home, have for financing that purchase? That's a very good question. It's becoming a more and more common inquiry that we are getting. And predominantly, there are three options open to, or four, I guess, but um, three main options. Obviously, if someone's buying in cash, so we'll, we'll strike that out as number one. But in terms of actually financing, the three options are as follows, really. First of all, it is possible to finance using holiday let finance, which is very similar to buy to let. Those of you that perhaps have got buy to let or are fairly um, familiar with how that works, that really works uh, on the basis that the rental value of the property would exceed the mortgage outgoings. And therefore, as long as a fairly sizable deposit is put down, the lender is more concerned with the property, its value and the rental value, rather than the income of the purchaser. So in other words, it's self-sufficient. So it is possible to purchase a holiday let on that premise, but specifically a holiday let type finance. Okay, but it, it, it's, it's very similar to a buy to let, but it is 
the lender knows that the property is going to be let, then it could be not the whole year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the criteria can be quite quite stiff. Okay. The second way of doing it is that you really could just finance it with a normal residential mortgage. So what any lender would look at there is they would look at your specifically your income because your income would not only need to cover any mortgages that you may have particularly I guess your main residence um, and any outgoings but also would need to cover the new mortgage that you're taking out so for instance you have a hundred thousand pound mortgage on your current main residence and you're looking to raise seventy thousand to buy a cottage somewhere then um your income through the new sort of affordability basis, which lenders now work, needs to cover that full £170,000. Um, that's probably the, if the income works, it's probably the cheapest form of finance because the rates that you will uh, obtain are the rates that you would normally obtain buying any normal residential property. Okay, So very straightforward to do, but the income needs to be there to meet the affordability criteria of each lender. Okay. And... The third, again, probably this is the most common way that our clients are tending to, fi- to finance um, properties here or, or even abroad, is by refinancing their existing properties, particularly in the last year, certainly in the southeast. Property prices have rocketed, uh, and therefore um, we've got back to pre-2008 prices, uh, and lots of equity has now shown up on people's valuations. And then okay. we can actually just refinance, remortgage or go back to the existing lender and take a further advance out against the existing property, thus giving the purchaser the potential to buy with cash. OK, so if, if somebody was thinking like the third option, they're thinking, well, I've probably got a bit of equity in my property. Where would they start? Would they have to get a valuation first and then talk to you? Or do we start with you and then you can set the, the ball rolling by getting that valuation done just to assess if that's a possibility most people i guess probably have a fairly good idea as to what their property is worth because we're all keen to know what our properties are worth so we're all looking at the boards that are up for sale yeah. or, or what next door's just gone for or whatever so just as a very quick and it would take no longer than 10 minutes a very quick guide looking at something like nethouseprice.co.uk or rightmove and looking at the sold prices um, rather than the for sale prices of properties that are very similar within a half, maybe a mile area to to their own property will give them a very good guide as to what their property is worth. I mean, there's always going to be an extra bedroom or a bigger garden or whatever. But the, the, the properties that have sold in the last six months are going to be the ones that give them a really good idea of probably what it's worth. Ultimate okay. lender that's going to dictate what the real value is. But at least it means before they talk to us or any advisor, it means they've got a, a pretty good idea of what that value is going to be. OK. Now, you mentioned that the, the buy-to-let mortgage was, was one option. Mm. Uh, the first option that you actually talked about. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are aware that in a buy-to-let mortgage, there's a large deposit needed, um, around about 25%. Is that right? Absolutely right. If it was a normal buy-to-let in as much as buy-to-let where it was going to be let to a family all year round on a six-month assured short-hold tenancy, it's normally 75%. With holiday lets, because it's a slightly more specialist area and because it may not be let all year round, albeit that the income generated during the, the seasons could be far more 
um, and the equivalent all year round let. The lenders are slightly more cautious and will probably be looking at around 30% deposit rather than 25% deposit. Okay, so actually because of the, the the different markets of the holiday rental, depending on where they buy, will these all be looked at uh, in the run-up to, to applying for that mortgage and, and by that mortgage lender? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so everything's taken into account. Absolutely, everything. It, 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 it's our job when it's a holiday let to come up with as much information and as much background as to that specific area, um, as to show what the demand is and uh, what previous seasons have shown in terms of, uh, of rental income, holiday rental income, etc., so that we can put across the most favourable uh, proposition to the lender to get them to lend really. Okay, so it's, it's a really is a case of somebody who's looking to buy a holiday let, making sure that they're looking in an area where there is a proven history of holiday lets very successfully being let out. Absolutely. And hopefully, and trying to, to make sure that those those weeks are let out as much as possible and that they are going to be putting themselves in that same position rather than being slightly too far out or Absolutely. you know a little bit too far away from amenities. I think we can all fall in love with something right in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Whether it works financially is is another thing, and of course, if it doesn't, then financing it becomes incredibly difficult. So yes. Okay, and you you're actually there to support somebody who is researching an area because it, it helps you and it helps them in the process of of applying for their mortgage. So so you will support them in that that process, but you'd like to think that before they arrive with you, they've done some sort of research and they know what they're getting into. Yeah, I think it makes it, it makes sense. Again, I'm you yeah. know they're going to know what kind of areas I would have thought are there's, there's keen interest in, in in holiday periods and 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 what may be beautiful cottage on top of a hill somewhere with nowhere near it and, and, and no facilities and, and therefore no real demand which then is the impact on the lending that we try and arrange and, and fund. Yeah and of course like Francis mentioned uh, if you do want any information about where to buy a property, what to look for, head on over to the holidayletsuccess.com website and you will be able to look at some of the previous blog posts there. That sort of leads us on to talking about if this type of financing that you can offer is country specific, is it just for the UK purchases or can you finance properties overseas? In terms of the first option I gave you, which was a, a holiday stroke buy to let option, then that is country specific and it's, it's only something that we can do here. There are uh, other specialist brokers that are involved solely in overseas properties. So, and, and we can in fact direct you to specialists, but we have and have had over the years quite a few clients who have bought in France and Spain who have used the other two methods which are to refinance their existing property either to purchase the property completely outright or indeed we have got access to some lenders who will fund properties abroad again based on bringing their existing mortgage here but also being able to afford the full mortgage over there so those two we can do but uh, the specific holiday let only um, would be a, a specialist broker that deals with that. Okay, so if anybody that's listening wants to find out a little bit more about this, again, head on to the holidayletsuccess.com website, have a look at the show notes for Francis's interview and you'll be able to get in touch directly with Francis. It sounds to me that he can actually guide you 
to find the best solution, whether or not you are purchasing in the UK or overseas, whether that means the finance is specifically for overseas or if it's a, a, a UK-based finance, which finds the perfect way to finance something overseas, but the finance is based here. So he's, he's a one-stop shop be able to help you in any route there. And he's there to support you and make sure that you are getting the right, the right solution for you and for your property and for your finances. So Francis, speaking generally, how would someone decide their route forward? Is it something they should, a decision they should make alone? Or is it with advice that should they really come to you first to check what their options are after doing a little bit of research? Yes, I think once they've done uh, the research in terms of finding out perhaps where they might like to buy, what that, what sort of thing they might like to buy, where that perhaps can be dictated by the, uh, the amount of funds that they could raise, etc. Having a, a, an initial discussion with us is certainly the way to go. If there's something that we can't do, it means that we're passing them in a different direction then we'll do that. We won't waste anyone's time. And if it's something that simply can't be done or can't be done at this point, then again, we'll be able to say, look, at this stage, it's not something that you can proceed with. But, you know, six months down the line, this could be done, that could be done. So absolutely that. Yeah. I mean, it costs nothing. Give us a shout, speak to us and we'll try and offer you as much advice as we possibly can and answer any questions that, that you've got or try our very best to answer all the questions that you've got. Yeah. OK, that's great. So even if you do hit a, a brick wall at the moment, you can actually set things in action that people can do to ensure that they are heading their finances in the right direction to to, re to look at applying in the future? Absolutely that. I mean, sometimes it, it could be the fact that we're waiting for a, someone to put their accounts in or it, it could be anything like that. It could be a pay rise or it could be just something that would allow a few months or a year or whatever it is to actually do it and to, to make that transaction. And of course, in that time gap, all sorts of other research they could do uh, in terms of finding the right, you know, the right location and, 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 and nailing that down and, and the right kind of property for them. So, it all links in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it actually doesn't actually mean in this instance that the application not starting immediately is a bad thing. It actually gives people time to ensure that when they do go ahead with that holiday let purchase, they've done all the research. They know exactly how they're going to run that property, how they're going to decorate it even, how they're going to maintain it, look after the guests. And, and it actually gives you a good amount of time to, to go ahead and make sure you're, you're planning this perfectly down to the last letter. Right. This, I mean, I think the more research, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it just sets you up on the off on the right foot, knowing as much as you possibly can about what to do with a holiday let once you've got it. It's great thinking. Fantastic. I found this amazing house. And then you think, now what? So it, it will give you a bit of breathing space just to make sure that you're doing everything that you want to do and getting it all up and running perfectly. So there's quite a few factors that influence their choice of finance and you will advise them through that whole process as we've discussed. Yes. So we're at the application process, assume everything's ready to go. How long would a typical application take? I'm sure there's differences across different finances, but can you give us sort of a rough idea? It's very easy. Between filling a form in and receiving a mortgage offer, pack that comes through that says, yes, we're going to lend you the money subject to this, this, this and this is probably um, managing expectations is probably about eight weeks because there are surveys and all sorts of things that need to, to take place in, in, uh, during that period. The legal side, of course, as with any purchase, and most people are going to be homeowners anyway, so they're going to have been through the sometimes quite painful legal process of buying a, buying a property in the UK. So that could extend that eight weeks. But uh, realistically, if everything's done at the same time, solicitors are instructed at the same time as the mortgage application 
or mortgage finance, however it's done, is applied for, then, you know, realistically, between filling a form and actually picking the keys up, if you like, really shouldn't be no, uh, no more than about 10 weeks. Okay, that sounds like a decent amount of time. Again, another good time to be checking your research, making sure you know exactly what you're going to do when you do get those keys in your hand. So is there any sort of insurance available for holiday homeowners if they do fall short of their rental income, if they'd gone down the route of the, the buy-to-let style mortgage? Is there some sort of insurance available? Can you tell us about that? When it's a holiday, if it were a real buy-to-let in terms of the way that most people know what a buy-to-let is and a, and a tenant can't afford it and whatever, it's very easy for an insurance provider to come up with a plan that could fit that because it's it's a sort of known quantity. So you can you can easily insure and provide a product for, for that sort of thing. It's very difficult and I don't know anything that, that, that I can speak about that um, that could protect anyone if they had a flat year, for instance, and therefore would help them maintain their, their mortgage or their finance payments if the property wasn't let. Um, that's not to say there isn't anything out there, but it's nothing that I've come across yet that would be sufficient to uh, to meet the task. Okay, understood. So really this highlights the, the importance of speaking to somebody like you to make sure that Everything is absolutely in place to to make sure that there, there can be no shortfall of payments in the future. You are buying in the right area. You are managing that property properly. You are marketing it properly and making sure that these the, the payments that can be met, because essentially it is your business at this stage. On the, the loan agreed on the basis that payments must be affordable on a current income, regardless of any income, of any holiday let income received. Mm. Is it agreed on that basis that payments must be affordable on the current on their current income. That was the, the third, was the third um, option, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. So if, if I was to go out tomorrow, wanted to buy a, uh, a property, the property was £200,000, so I was going to put down, for instance, 25%. I borrowed £150,000. My income would need to cover my existing mortgage, be it £200,000 plus £150,000. But they will also take into account, and this is uh, very much as a result of the new mortgage regulations that came into effect, as people may have heard, read, seen on the news in April, that the council tax can still be paid, the bills, etc., water, electric, gas, all of that sort of stuff can be maintained on both properties. It's not just the mortgage that they're looking at. When they're working your affordability out, they will say, well, we'll assume that you've got to pay both sets of bills. Now, we obviously know there's going to be an income coming in from, from the rental, and the holiday lets but remember when it's done on this basis or on the third option we talked about it's simply done on your income they know that you're going to let it as a holiday let they're happy with that that's signed off so it's all it's all up front but they're not taking any of that income into consideration so what they're saying is we'll give you a more attractive and normal rate if you like but it's based on the fact that your income can cover both properties okay okay so again all of the the process that people would go through with you it, although it feels like getting into the nitty-gritty of how things are going to be paid and and of course you know that you're going to rent it out but because it's a business that and because it is going to be an income for you and because you're taking on these extra loans, it means that all of this process is ensuring that you are getting yourself into a decent position, not in a position where you can't afford it or you might be in a difficult, um, you might find yourself short 
to pay those mortgage payments. So where it might feel, oh my gosh, all these questions, they've all got to be asked, they've all got to be answered, and you feel up against it a bit, they're there for the right reasons. It, it's not against you. And somebody like Francis will guide you through that complete process. Francis, is there anything else that you can tell us that might be of use to a holiday homeowner? Or do you think we've covered everything quite nicely now? I think really it's just about, just, just reflecting on what you said, it's really about research. And the finance is, you know, there are some nitty gritty bits with regards to the finance, as we've all experienced when we've bought our, our main residences. But um, when you're out looking at holiday homes, there's, I'm sure there's so much stuff out there which can be misleading. So it's right to find someone that can that can show properties, areas, backgrounds, what does work, what doesn't work, and how you can assist. Because some people obviously will be want to be more hands-on. Some people will want to be more, I don't want to touch it, please deal with it for me. And it really just is about researching the area, the property, as much as possible before you even get to talk about the finance. Because then you really, you know what sort of income is going to be coming in. You know how good a bet that property is going to be and as you as you said because potentially there is no insurance to protect you against no rent coming in we need to make sure that you have got some reserve funds there so that if those eight weeks during the summer holidays didn't go then you're there you can afford it and it doesn't impact on your your normal daily life and your normal main residence because it is a business and it should be treated as a business and very important that you uh, you just investigate and find out as much as possible because the more you prepare simply knowledge is power really exactly the, the more you prepare the more successful you're going to be it's perfect okay that's great and the, the other the other thing that you can do is keep listening to the holiday let success podcast we are covering all sorts of different ways go to the blog on the holidayletsuccess.com website there's all sorts of downloads on there you can find out all sorts of information about how to manage your home how to maintain it what the costs are uh, what's involved in advertising it for yourself what's involved in taking a, an agent on to do it for you how much you'll be involved how much it costs how much of your time it costs there's all sorts of things you can learn on there. It's a, it's a huge resource. So, Francis, really want to thank you for your time today. I think you've given us a, a great, great insight into exactly what's involved in getting a holiday lets up and running. It is a business, and the more you treat it as such, the better it will be. Can you give us an idea how we can connect with you? Absolutely. You can email me, francis at newmortgagesolutions.com co.uk it's francis at newmortgagesolutions.co.uk um, you can contact the office 0208 295 2935 um, or you can connect to us via the website which is newmortgagesolutions.co.uk that is brilliant again thank you for your time today it's been extremely useful given us a lot of insights uh, really, really enjoyed chatting to you and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Again, everybody, bob over to the holidayletsuccess.com website and you can get in touch with Francis from his uh, show notes page just there. Thanks, Francis. See you again. Bye. Bye. got a lot to take on board today but some really really solid advice from Francis there I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting to Francis and finding out from somebody so knowledgeable 
all those different pieces of information and seeing how many different pieces of the puzzle there actually are to fit into place to make this holiday let a purchase which is going to work well for you. And I think it also highlighted that there's more than just finding a property which you like. And it's very, very easy to get caught up in the the finding a lovely property and falling in love with it. It's such an emotional purchase. But when you need to make sure those mortgage payments are covered, it's a process like this one, like chatting to people such as Francis, by listening, by reading, researching the area, researching historically what has happened with holiday lets in that area. Is it the right area for you to buy in? Because like Francis highlighted, when it comes down to it, those mortgage payments are going to have to be paid. And just to make sure there's no shortfall just go into this thinking yes it's a beautiful property yes I'd love to stay there on holiday myself but would anybody else want to stay there and can I make this work as a business because that's the way you need to look at it to ensure that this mortgage is paid to ensure that this business becomes a successful business a pleasant and enjoyable business to be involved in and there are a series of questions that you really should go through yourself before getting to the point where you're you're looking at finances and like Francis said as well if you do get to the point you've gone through a lot of the process and now is not the time that that finance can go ahead use the time take the advice get the things in place so that the that, that you've been advised to get in place to make sure that finance is going to work for you and use that period of time don't see it try not to see it as a negative try not to I know it's hard especially when you've got a property you've got a business you're you, you proposition you're dying to get running with it but try and use that positively to make sure that you are setting up that business that holiday let to do exactly what you want it to do and make it enjoyable by ensuring the money is coming in so cross all the t's dot all the i's how are you going to clean it how are you going to meet and greet your guests how are you going to maintain the property who's going to insure it I mean, there's a myriad of questions. And if you bob on over to holidayletsuccess.com, from Francis's page, you'll be able to link through to a series of questions that I think every single person should be asking themselves before getting involved with a holiday let. So I hope that's of use. I hope you enjoyed listening to Francis. And I will see you again on the next episode of Holiday Let Success. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. Head on over to holidayletsuccess.com for full recaps of every show, our useful and usable resources, and great blog articles. Your holiday let success awaits. See you on the other side.